What kind of place did you live in New York and what kind of place are you living in now? Okay, I was paying a little over 2000 a month. Just trash everywhere. Mm -hmm. Noisy neighbors, just so rough. And now I'm paying 200 USD a month and I get my breakfast oh made my every morning. I have this beautiful queen size bed, private bathroom, my own porch, like a whole porch setup, a beautiful garden, a koi pond yeah. for 200 USD. That's incredible. This is Philip Van Nostrand, and you are listening to the Epic Freelance Life Podcast. How to make more money and live an epic freelance life. Okay, okay. Philip Van Nostrand. Welcome back to the Epic Freelance Life Podcast. I'm here with a really cool individual named Molly. And I met Molly through one of our previous guests on this podcast, um, Emily Merrill from Six Degrees Society. Uh, Molly, why don't you introduce yourself real quick and tell us who you are and what you're about? Yeah. Thanks for having me, Phil. Yes. Hello, listeners. I am Molly. I used to be based out of New York City, but I'm recently turned digital nomad. And I am both a content creator and a dating and relationship coach for high achieving women in their 30s. And what else? Blogger. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, you said um, content creator first. Is that uh, something that you identify as often? You know, I'm stepping into it more and more, more and more. I built my entire coaching business from blogging, actually, and I recently pivoted to short form content on LinkedIn. So it's- Okay. Yeah. I, I it's funny because I, I would introduce you to others probably as like a relationship coach. But um, I think it's interesting that you uh, give a lot of weight to the online content stuff. I do. It, it's it's really, I, I talk about this with clients and, and it's how I yeah. instruct my clients to meet partners, but doing things for your own pleasure, like doing things because you just enjoy them because you want to be doing them. And for me, that's writing. I love writing. I love creating. I spent the last six months really learning the art of copywriting and messaging and human behavior and so it's just like i'm a manifesting generator so it's my newest rabbit yeah. hole my newest project okay but, but it, it you're, fuels you're, my yeah it fuels my coaching business so yeah you're really good at it i i, I follow you on linkedin and on instagram and i see what you're doing and for anybody who's like curious what molly is talking about what's your instagram called ask for molly Ask for Molly. And so you, you do these really great, like, sort of, I mean, I've seen it before, you know, it's not necessarily original, but you do it really well. This, like, long form um, kind of storytelling in the caption of, of a post. And uh, I found, I don't do this enough, but I, I always find that whenever I write a lot on an Instagram caption, like, people almost always read it and it gets the most engagement. Um, yeah. And it sounds like you're doing, you've been doing that for a while. And uh, and your in and your LinkedIn stuff is like really interesting, and people really really respond to it. Can you kind of describe like what it is that you're writing about in LinkedIn, and then maybe how that relates to how you make money? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I was getting really frustrated with Instagram over the summer. I was putting a lot of energy there, and the platform was just changing it. And it ultimately really is like a photo, and it's a visual platform. 
which is great. Yeah. But like, I'm a word person. I'm, you won't see me dancing in a musical video on TikTok, but I've, mm. I've got a really compelling way to communicate through writing and words. And so I pivoted over to LinkedIn and a friend of mine had worked for this guy in tech. And I just, I started following his content and how he built an audience, but I basically took all of my long form blogging, everything I do with clients. So I actually gave out my best content on LinkedIn, my best tips. And I just okay. decided to figure out how to make them super potent for someone that's, you know, in between a meeting or someone that's scrolling through before they're jumping into their day. Like, how can I just provide a ton of quick, fuzzy value to their relationships, to their dating life, how they feel about themselves in a LinkedIn post? And it's, it's wildly successful. I've been at it about six months now. I've built this huge community. And like I feel like I've barely just gotten started. So I'm so passionate about helping other creators get onto LinkedIn because it's, I feel like it's the best kept secret of all the platforms. Yeah, it is. It's kind of like, if you're, if you're a Gary Banyarchuk fan, then you know that he's kind of been a long time proponent of uh, LinkedIn and TikTok, right? He, he, he'll say, uh, Gary V always says like, you get the most return on, on your posts on LinkedIn and TikTok. There's like the most virality there. Um, and Instagram is like a hundred percent a dead end, as is Facebook. I feel like, <laughs> but, totally. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I always see. And and what's interesting about LinkedIn for those who don't play there, basically, is like it will it will send me notifications when you post something, but it will also send me notifications when other people like start con like. Here's one that I, I here's a notification I got about your post on LinkedIn. It said people are reacting to Molly Godfrey's post, and then it like quotes a little bit of it in the in the notification. It no says way. if you say you want to, yeah, it says if you say you want to be in a healthy relationship but you don't, invest in yourself, spend time uncovering your blocks, dot dot dot. And then like I have to click through and go, but I can see that there's 40 reactions and 34 comments before I even click through the post. It's telling me all of that in the notification. So it makes me really want to go um, read the whole thing and, and see what you're doing. But LinkedIn is really good about promoting those things, you know? Mm. Um, That's cool. And, and it's not like it's a, it's a notification to me, you know? It's just someone that I follow that's like kind of doing cool stuff. And that, that, so LinkedIn's notifications are a little interesting and, and kind of different from what we're used to. But it makes it easy to... Yeah, it just is like doing the promotion work very easily for you. And you get so many comments and uh, people really, really engage with what you write. So wait, you didn't tell me how this makes you I money, though. Yeah, yeah, so it brings people into my funnel. So it brings people into my mm -hmm. funnel. And then I'm actually not taking on clients right now. But over the summer, I filled my entire coaching practice, actually, from just having a really clear call to action. So that's the other thing with copywriting is you got to make it yeah. really clear how people work with you. Either like sign up for your email and buy or sign up on this thing, pay $50, buy my course, or yeah. book a call with me. So I, I feed people into my coaching practice, my group in one-on-one. But 2023, mm. I want to move into digital products. So. Ooh, okay okay we're going to talk about that i like this but yeah. so in the last post which was only five days ago you said that you or six days ago now it says link in the comments to my calendar to book a time to connect and your first comment has that link but what 
is this for if you're not booking people right now? Yeah, I'm not technically booking anyone now, but if anyone did come through, I would put them into my February group program. Got it. Okay, okay. So it's like so, a future stuff, just in case. Free launch, yeah. free launching. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. Got but it. It's and, interesting and are you cultivating because or building out I don't like really want to be taking them. I am. So I have I have a quiz right now that a lot of women come to. I have a sign up on my website, but I'm actually in the process of creating a actual asset. It's called Why Are You Still Single? And so that's almost done. Okay. And then that's going to be all over all my stuff. So <laughs> want women to be downloading that, going to that, taking them into a workshop and then putting them either in a group or a one-on-one coaching container. Amazing. And um a little bit oh, sidebar, you told me once that like one of your other best kept secrets was like creating quizzes basically on Pinterest and like people love personality tests or quizzes that let you know like, you know, what, whatever, what your dating style is like. And it sounds like you've had a lot of success with a quiz, which will get people into like your mailing list or whatever, right? I have, I, I made it and then I didn't do much with it since but i just i leave it on my website and i probably get two or three people a day that take it honestly oh. yeah yeah and and the, I, the quiz is why don't you have love in your life right yep why don't you have love in your life okay cool but didn't you tell me that you were putting that on pinterest a while back or no i was i dabbled in pinterest for about a month if oh, I okay. <laughs> and, it, and it went really, really well is the bummer. But the woman I hired to help me with it was a little bit expensive. So I dropped her, but it, it lived on for like a good six more months. If I had invested in that monthly, I'm sure Pinterest could have taken off too. But I just kind of dropped my attention. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. And so, and so you are, um, you're coaching women in your third, in their thirties, right? Correct. And are you in your 30s? I, I am. I'm 30. Okay, good. You just made it. <laughs> but but you've been coaching people like um they that are like in their 30s when you were in your 20s then, right? Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, the when I was 29, I started the high achieving women in their 30s. So, for a one cool. about 6 months I was 29 coaching 30s. Women. I love that. And why, why are you interested in working with women in their 30s versus women in their 20s? Yeah, well, I just, the more conversations I had, women in their 20s are great. I have some very late 20s clients, so I don't, it's not a hard and fast. I have a couple 28-year-olds, 29-year-olds. but Sure, sure. Like, I, I was having conversations with women who were 25, 26, and they just were honest. They're like, I think I just still need to experiment. I still need to figure out what I want. I was like, totally, like, go do that. But I yeah. found... I'll speak for myself. And when the when I turned 30, there was something very biological that happened that was like realizing I wanted to have kids, I wanted to have a family. And so I was experiencing what my clients tell me. So there's a little bit more of a desire to really look at yourself, go inward, commit to this work when there's something a little more on the line, which I found happens to women in their 30s. That's awesome. And, and you're really like... Um you know, niching, niching down appropriately as you should, right? Like you're very specific. It's a high achieving women in their thirties, right? It sounds like that's like just a handful of people, but honestly it's like thousands of people 
and you only need like 10 to 20 clients a year I'm guessing yeah and they're actually all on LinkedIn <laughs> oh amazing yeah 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 that's right that's so yeah. funny so but you were on LinkedIn before you really like niched before you had this tagline right I was I made it because I went to a very business focused undergrad and so we all had LinkedIn freshman year so I've been Got on it, it since 2007 2009 okay oh, wow. cool and so are you so the reason why I wanted to interview you was because you decided to take like a huge leap and literally just move from New York where you've been for a while and and live in Bali for no other reason except that it's Bali, right? Yeah. Correct. Tell me more about that. <laughs> yeah, so I have lived in cities my whole life. I spent almost four years in LA, almost four years in New York, spent four years in Boston. I grew up in a small town, but my entire 20s was spent renting an apartment in a major city. And mm -hmm. I just, I, I got a lot of clarity in the pandemic. I was way more isolated than normal and just you know just mm. kind of woke up i wasn't getting any younger i never studied abroad and i thought you know like i'm in between relationships right now i'm growing my business like there couldn't be a better time to just experiment with living somewhere new so i actually you might find this funny as being a new yorker i actually got bed bugs two two months before my lease was set to renew i got bed bugs <laughs> Oh, my apartment. Okay. Got it. That's the worst thing you can get as a New Yorker. Oh, brutal. Because yeah. I was like, should I keep my apartment as a home base and travel for a couple months and come back? And then they spent three weeks trying to get rid of them. I came back for a week. I was getting bitten again. And I was like, you know what? I got to get rid of everything. I sold like the little bit that I could that I felt comfortable handing off to someone. Amazing. And I realized like, you know, it's time for a new chapter. So here I am. So, yeah, okay, well, you made that sound very easy. Like, it's time for a new <laughs> chapter, and now you're in Bali. But I'm assuming there's a lot of steps in between and a lot of, like, explanations to your parents, to your friends, to your clients, and all that stuff. Was that transition, totally. like, simple? Or, or did you just take it, like, a day at a time? Or, or what's up with that? Yeah, I definitely took it one step at a time. So first, when the bed bugs were happening, I was like, well... I don't want to live here again. So I knew I wasn't going to be going back to that apartment. So I, I put yeah. in an application for a visa to travel to Bali because you actually can't, you need a special kind of visa to come here now. So I applied for got that it. visa. I got it. I was like, okay, I got the visa. Got a move out date. My family said, sure, you can stay here until you leave. And then mm -hmm. I actually have a dog in New York City. So my friends took my dog and agreed to watch wow. her. Uh, but no, my family was not very supportive. Traveling right now is, you know, there is a risk that you're taking on. So they were a little bit concerned. My friends were like, go for it. That sounds amazing. Clients yeah. were kind of in awe. They were like, what? Like, you're in a bully? So it was, it was a mixed yeah. bag. Definitely a lot of explaining to do, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh two things one so your friends are watching your dog which means that you are coming back from bali at some point yeah my thought i've committed to traveling for the year so okay about four months no wait i left in august august september yeah so i've got like another eight nine months left yeah. amazing and uh 
your parents were hesitant at first, but do you feel like they've like relaxed a little bit now that you've been gone for four months or, or no, or they're still worried? (laughs) They're still worried. I think on, it's a generous, bit of a generational gap they don't really understand digital nomad life they've spent their whole life you know they've traveled to canada the caribbean like they haven't done much exploration so they don't really get that you can just work from anywhere like that doesn't got it still doesn't it's so crazy because i feel like um i I, you know you said that your clients are in awe and and i feel like this is probably a huge component of what your coaching is is that you are encouraging people to live to be their their best selves and their their true selves right and then that's what attracts people totally totally it was it was actually a lot of them that inspired me i see them working so hard and in, in coaching they inspire me they take risks and i was like you know i gotta do it even though it was such a pain to get here i had to make a stop in europe and wait it out for a month then wait for Bali oh to reopen. I know. Oh, okay. So, so you like moved to Bali, but you stopped in Portugal for a month. I did. Yeah. So that's awesome. Exactly that. I got. I had to walk, walk the, walk, walk the talk. And I will say, their their commitment and hard work. I see them showing up for really inspired me to also, you know, live what I preach. Yeah, that's so good. Um, I feel like you must get asked this question a lot, maybe, but. You said you're in between relationships right now. Does that disqualify you from being a relationship coach and expert? I, I know the answer is no, but I want to hear like how you defend yourself to people. Yeah. Well, I started, I actually, this is a fun fact. I started this business with a partner. So in my coaching okay. training, fell very in love. We moved to New York City together. He was a men's coach. I was a woman's coach. And you know, learned so much from that. And ultimately the, the truth is the relationship wasn't working. And so the honest, harder choice was to end that and choose my own path and my own truth. So in that way, I feel, you know, confident to help other women navigate sometimes a really difficult decision instead of just following the conditioning of life. Like, you know, stay in this apartment together get married, even though it's not the right choice or, you know, it's, not right so in that case i feel really qualified yeah i learned you know obviously learned a ton from being in in a deep relationship with this person but yeah i mean the imposter syndrome comes up quite a bit but what's really cool is that like almost 70 percent of my clients get in a relationship after working together so that's amazing something i'm doing works (laughs) yeah that's really good and i feel like like you can never obviously uh, what you're doing you you can't promise that someone will like fall in love or find somebody right but you can promise that they will be like a better person on the other side or or know themselves or or figure out what they want more right like you're giving them tools not just like a relationship yeah 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 what is it that you that like people come to you for one thing but i'm guessing that they leave from you with another thing yeah do you know I what I mean? The, totally. They think like the branding woman I hired a year ago, she's like, Molly, like what's, what's the result that, that women want? It's like, they want a boyfriend. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of my messaging is around creating your dream relationship. And what they leave with is just like so much more trust in themselves and so much more connection mm-hmm. to their truth, their desire. They have a totally different relationship with their desire and what it is that 
the life that they want to be living and how they want their relationships to feel. That's the other thing is they're so much more connected to um, just how, just the quality of the connections in their life. And yeah, I love that. Yeah. And, and the reason why I'm saying all this, I guess maybe it's not obvious to the listener, but like your, your messaging on Instagram or on LinkedIn is very much like, you know, it has almost nothing to do with like finding a guy and everything to do with like taking care of yourself, you know, and being healthy and, and, uh, you know what I mean? And, and like choosing yourself first, basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Just the work I continue to do on myself and the more clients and, and women I meet, I just like my coaching practice and just my experiences just keep deepening, like just my understanding of how humans work, how love works, how men work, how women work. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't know, I guess I'm just in a really rich, uh, learn, just like life learning right now, which is cool. I get to be in this really interesting inquiry of just what I want to be creating next. And yeah. I love that. I love, I love that you are, what do I want to say? You're not like scrambling for work. So it sounds like you're set in that arena. So it sounds like you have room kind of to play and, and to really say like, what do I want for myself next? Right. Yeah, totally. It's a good spot to be in. It's a great spot to be in. And so like, what's your, what I'm always curious is like how, is it easy for you to just say no to clients these days? And you, you said that you're maxed out, right? Or not even maxed out, but you've just like hit, you, you've accepted exactly how many people you want to be working with. Yeah. Yeah. It's my work is very self-selecting to be honest, just, mm. you know, I think I've got like a certain transmission and certain way that, you know, I set up my process, but there's a, I've, I've, I probably say no more than I say yes. I send women to either other coaches who'd be a better fit or I recommend them to therapy or the timing isn't quite right. So I've gotten really comfortable just, you know, trusting, trusting the timing and also just being willing to be like, you know what, I don't know if I am going to be able to get you the best results. And what's an integrity with me is, is working with clients who are in the right spot that they can receive this coaching and really do this work fully so that's wonderful and as someone who's like traveling through bali right now i'm assuming that you're not trying to work like 40 hours a week right (laughs) no it's it's funny as soon as i got here it's a completely different energy like new york is very you know the city that never sleeps go 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 there's just such an electricity and like a, a pace yeah that the city has and being here like everyone goes to bed at like eight or nine PM. Everything shuts down. Oh you my know, gosh! It's Phil. It's wild. There's literally a national bedtime here in this country. What? I've never heard that. That's so yeah. fascinating. So, and, what time yeah. do you have dinner? I usually eat. I eat kind of early, maybe five thirty, six, maybe seven. But then I come home okay. and like wind. I might do some stuff on LinkedIn and then wind down. But yeah, I feel like I'm violating the code if I'm staying up into the night because everyone's asleep. That's wild. It is. And uh, 
so you're getting up really early, I guess. Yeah, I, I wake up pretty naturally around six, sometimes five. Okay, that's nice. And uh, are you connecting with other like expats out there, or do you have a community, or what does that look like? I do. I met people almost immediately when I got here. I um, I don't drink, so I'm in a sober recovery community. So I met a lot of also non-drinkers as soon as I got here. A lot of coaches. Okay. Yeah, it's really easy. Like almost immediately, I met tons of people. That's amazing. Literally, like the last person I interviewed also is not drinking and, and talked about a little bit about how that has like changed her life. So that's cool. Um, you are definitely sitting next to someone on a telephone call. Am I wrong? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I actually like the ambient sound that you have because I get the sense that you're just like at a cafe in Bali, like looking out at something cool, probably. I am. You know? I'm in this like bamboo phone hut and someone did just okay. come into the hut next to me. So. That's so funny. That's beautiful, though. You're like living. You're living in the jungle. I like it. Um, and and so you've got community. And and what do people do in Bali? Like when they're not working or whatever. You know, a lot of there's just so much to do. I'm always getting invited to these day trips, whether it's like a waterfall hike or a, a water temple or the water park or a pool. So, or bike riding. Bike riding. We also just eat like long meals at cafes and we just sit and talk for hours and it's really mm. lovely. Really lovely. Is that and and is it fairly inexpensive to be there? Oh huge. Yeah, I think the dollar is like thirteen dollars to every one of their dollars. Oh my gosh. It's and wild. so like what kind of place did you live in New York and what kind of place are you living in now? <sighs> okay, I was paying a little over two thousand a month for a one bedroom. Mm -hmm. it, it was decent sized, but not the best neighborhood. Very crowded. I was close to the park. Just trash everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> noisy neighbors. Just so rough. And now I'm paying two hundred USD a month, and I get my breakfast oh made for me every morning. I have this beautiful queen size bed, private private bathroom, my own porch, like a whole porch setup, a beautiful garden, a koi pond, yeah, uh, cafes all around me for 200 USD. That's incredible. That's so crazy. So are you like saving or investing or what are you doing with all this extra money? Because I'm assuming that you're like still earning about the same or maybe even more. Yeah, what am I doing? Um, paying down some business stuff. I actually just invest in a new mentor. So putting money towards that. Savings. What else am I doing? Yeah, I, I actually... Because you're literally like saving $1,800 a month, or like $1,900 a month or something. So ridiculous. I need to figure out what I want to do with this extra money. I'm I'm about to, I have so many, I keep hearing people talking about uh, like, like, I don't know, smart friends of mine or people who are in like tech and, uh, or even like smart photographer friends of mine talking about investing in like DeFi cryptocurrency. And so I'm very interested in taking a little course on that and kind of jumping into the crypto world a little bit deeper. Seems like it's definitely here to stay. 
Um, and I want to do it in a smart way while I, well, it's like, it's not even early. I feel like I'm already late to the game, but I know I'm like early in a, in a larger sense. Um, so totally. I want to no, play around there. To. I want to learn about NFTs. Yeah. yeah, that too. Like, cause there's potential for you to really like make a huge return on, on, uh, yeah, that early stuff, right. If, if you're willing to, to explore a little bit and, and take a few risks. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's good. So I, I love that you are hiring your own coaches. Do you always um have like a coach or a therapist in your own life as well? I do, I do. This is probably the longest I've gone without a formal mentor, but I'm very big oh, yeah. in investing in my own growth. It just helps my own coaching and it helps me feel more grounded and clear as well. I love that. So what do you want for yourself in 2022? Oh, that's a good question. I want to continue traveling. I'd really love to travel with some friends. Right now I'm just solo traveling and I've made a lot of friends and a friend of mine, I think we're going to plan a three-month trip to Mexico. So really want to plan that out with her. Cool. I want my business to just run I'm building up this really exciting funnel and I would love her to just run and maybe hire a support coach. I want to be doing, I want to be creating more and doing less of the business yeah. stuff. And then oh, I, yeah. Would, yeah. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. And then I want to get some sort of digital product ready for 2023. Yeah. That's what I want to talk about a little bit right now. And uh, so what does that look like for you? Because that means that like through the next year, you're just going to travel and kind of do what you're doing now, which is coaching and group coaching and stuff. But 2023, what are you thinking? Yeah, I, I'd love to have some sort of tier, some sort of like really entry level thing, maybe like, I don't know, a $99 boundary or communication course. And then... Hmm. It'd be cool to figure out how to do my group program, make it all just self-study modules, and then maybe they get one or two calls with me. Mm -hmm. So some sort of very entry-level, value-packed course that you know will have some sort of impact, and then build up from there. I I don't quite know. That's as far as I've gotten. Okay, that's great. I mean, like, I feel like you're you're surrounded by because um, you're pretty involved with Six Degrees Society. I feel like there's so many resources and people that you're you're around uh, who are doing exactly this kind of stuff. So it won't totally. take very many many steps to find like what you need. I'm guessing. Yeah, I just gotta figure out what because I wanted to be because listen, I've bought a lot of online stuff and some of them mm -hmm. I never like either I never used, never went back to, or just like flopped. And then I've, I've, I've taken some really high quality courses. So whatever I create, I want, I want people to walk away and be like, wow, that was such a good spend of a hundred bucks. I love that. Yeah. All right. I like this. And, and do you have like, do you have sort of money goals in mind or like freedom of time goals or what, what's like the big, um and end game for you yeah good question i would mm -hmm. love to take a big portion of the summer off because i'm super clear i want to go back to portugal in the summer as well so i think i want to do three months in mexico maybe okay. a bit of time in the states and then i want to spend like all summer in portugal or europe 
So mm. I'd, I'd love to be able to just have the funnel running and have people taking the workshop and then doing all the enrollment. So I'd love to take like at least two months off in the summer. I, it looks like I doubled my entire business this past year. So it'd be cool to do that again next year um, uh, or if not more. Amazing. So, and, and are you like, is there a world where you take on extra help or like, you know, coaches beneath you or partner with people? Or are you like a solo operation for life? Yeah, that's a good question. I have a really great assistant. I'm, I'm definitely in need of a project manager sooner than later. Yeah. And I'm, the coaching I got from my own coach, she said, figure out which parts of your program you could just have another coach run that isn't specific to your, you know, wisdom and vision and expertise. So yes, there is a desire. There's either a desire to have a support coach or I collaborate with another relationship coach, maybe build out some sort of community and like we do retreats together and then maybe we teach together. Oh yeah. Cause I was even trying, I remember I was trying to connect you with Mike Morelli. Like we did. Like it'd be great. Yeah, to have that like male counterpart of what you're doing, right? Totally. Totally. Yeah, that's cool. I, I see that for you too. That's nice. Or yeah, especially if you've got someone who already has their own thing going and then like together you guys just become like super strong and instead of like trying to train someone else to like do what you're doing, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm, I love that. Sounds like a lot of uh yeah, really great potential. So do do you feel I'm gonna like final kind of questions here for you? Um, specific to sort of living an epic freelance life? Because I, I think it's very obvious to me that you are living sort of your dream life right now. Um, have you always been living your dream life or has something like clicked or changed for you in the past couple of years or even the past like six months that um, like what's what's different? I don't know. What's different now about about like doing what you want? Yeah, I think... No, I haven't always been living my dream life. I think this year was the year I stopped making a lot of excuses. I've had this desire to travel for probably two or three years. And this was the first year I actually like really stood. It was like, you need to do this. It's not going to go away. So mm-hmm. this was the first year I really like, yeah, just chose my desire and trusted that everything would work itself out. And it has. So that's probably different. Okay. But how, like, if, you know, if, if there's someone listening who's, like, still afraid to hit purchase on that ticket or, like, what would you say to them? Like, what, why, why now? What, what was different or what did you decide to do? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I think. Or was it just time? Like, it built up enough and it was like, okay, I'm doing it. Like, did up. you have to have everything figured out before you, like, decided? I'm guessing not. No, I think for me, the, the, what ultimately the, I was just so tortured in the in-between. I was like, okay, do I Mm. stay in New York or do I go? And there was just this like stuck. I just felt so stuck. And when I finally just, even though it was terrifying, I'll never forget. I was sitting at my mom's house, booked that ticket to Portugal, like booked a bus ticket. So my friends could take me to the airport. Like it was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. and. I felt instantly like I felt so much relief and I felt so much clarity and I was like, Oh my gosh, I just had to make a decision either way. And so 
if to anyone listening, if you've just felt stuck and like apathetic and bored, and you know you've had this competing desire to to move across the country or take this opportunity or like sell your things and go abroad, it's worth mm-hmm. really doing the work to to figure out a way to make it happen because I just got instant relief. Even though it was, there were so many parts that were scary along the way, I just felt so much better having chosen One Direction. I love that. Oh, that's so great. Okay, thank you. I feel like I want to end on that note because it's a really like, yeah, go get him yeah. kind of kind of message. Um, oh, yeah. I'm excited to hear more about your upcoming adventures as they come. And uh, I think there's a lot more to talk about at some point too, because you're really smart about how you've been published and uh, how you're doing stuff. But but where can people find you online? And yeah. uh, if you have a final word to let every, to tell everybody, I'll let you have the final say. Thanks, Phil. Thanks so much for having me and sharing your platform. Yeah. Good, good, easy places. Ask for Molly Instagram. Also, Molly Godfrey. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm the only go-to dating and relationship coach for high achieving women so that's me on linkedin but my website is pretty easy too it's just mollygodfrey.com and all my all my content from everywhere ends up there too so yeah Um, and final final word for the people (laughs) final word yeah trust trust your desire It, it it usually has a way of real desire won't quit you so it's best to listen on the first round if you can. Ooh, that's a great word. Okay, I like it. Thank you so much, Molly. You're awesome. And I can't wait to see you again so. in some part of the world. Okay. Bye.